Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of My Therapy. I'm Justin Dickey. Excited to share with you on today's show, and I feel like I always say I'm excited, which I am. I need to find a a thesaurus, though, because uh, I need different words. On today's episode, I have Shailen Ivany. Uh, She is a blogger uh, at Living Embrace. You can find her website at livingembrace.ca. Uh, she defines it as a self-development and mindset blog. I'll save it for the interview. We met through work, through my work, and uh, she was taking a program through my work called Bounce Back. Uh, I work, for anybody that's listening and doesn't know, at Canadian Mental Health Association Ontario Division, just for context, and uh, we'll explain in the interview how we came to know each other and... Uh, you know, why that's relevant to the conversation. Um, I should add that in addition to uh, Shaylin's work at livingembrace.ca, she is also training to become a certified life coach. So we talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, as usual, another word that I use in almost every introduction, it's a wide ranging interview. Uh, but I say that sarcastically, but in all seriousness, it was a really good interview, at least in my opinion. You don't have to agree, but I think you should listen to it and find out for yourself. So here is my uh, conversation with Shailen Ivany. Shailen Ivany, thank you for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. So, uh... There's a lot I want to unpack here. Uh, you're, uh, you're very open about your uh, mental health uh, experiences with, with your own blog, Living Embrace. But uh, before we get into that, I want to, uh, want to explain to our audience a little bit how, how we got involved together. So one of, I work at CMHA Ontario, for anybody that doesn't know, and um, one of my colleagues, Andrew Fairbairn, uh, reached out to me with uh, your story and said that you might be interested in sharing it uh, with, if there were any uh, opportunities to do so. And then, uh, coincidentally, uh, CTV Toronto approached us looking for stories for uh, Bella's talk. I immediately thought of uh, you and uh, what Andrew had shared with me, so reached out to you, and uh, we made that happen. And uh, CTV Toronto was interested in doing the story, so. Uh, we just we did a feature on you and on the program at CMHA called Bounce Back. So uh, first, I just want to ask, what was that experience like doing a TV interview? First of all, I just want to thank you so much for setting that up for me because it's obviously the biggest opportunity I've gotten so far since launching my blog last year. And yeah, it was a really good experience. Uh, Pauline Chan from CTV was so nice and accommodating and Obviously, I was nervous and I'll be honest, a little anxious before she came to do the interview just because I've never done anything like that before. But she came to my house and we I really enjoyed everything we talked about and she was really interested in the Bounce Back program and it was just really nice to share my story and also to promote Bounce Back because I really do believe in the program and it just had such a huge impact on my life. So. I was so happy to talk about my experience in it and also promote it so that others could um, hear about it. And so the interview aired a couple of days ago now, and the response I've gotten since it aired is mind-blowing. I've had so many people reach out to me and share their own mental health story and tell me how the segment impacted them and that they were so happy they saw it because they didn't even know Bounce Back was an option. And a lot of them are seem to be looking for options for help. And so I just thought it was really cool to hear that people were comfortable enough to come to me, someone they've never met, and share such an intimate part of themselves, and also be willing to consider taking that step to get help. Because I know admitting that is a scary thing to do. It was scary for me. So I'm just really happy with how the segment turned out and the response I'm getting. And Uh, It just felt like a big turning point for me in my professional life and with what I'm doing with uh, my blog and trying to build my audience and everything. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm just so happy with how everything turned out. 
Well, that's amazing. I wasn't expecting that uh, that that had such an effect on you. But uh, have you had? Did you ever have that kind of experience before? Where people would reach out to you and kind of ex- express their uh, express things they want to express to other people because you kind of took that step first. Yeah, I have started to notice that lately. Just as I've become even more open about my story on my blog and on social media as well, I. As soon as I started my blog, I just knew that the best route to go would be with honesty and openness and realness and just show up as my most authentic self. Because once I started doing that, I started to attract the right people into my life and the people who deserve to take up space in my life. And as a result of that, also people who wanted to, I guess, receive a little help or comfort or guidance from me and that's just been such an honor to be able to connect with like-minded people and people that I can offer even just a little bit of guidance to. Because like I said, it's it's hard to open up and share these parts of yourself. And it took me a long time to get to that point. Um, but since I've been sharing so openly for a little while now, I've received just such a great uh, response and also feeling even more secure within myself because sharing my story has given me so much freedom and a deeper understanding of who I am and what, how I want to show up and what I want to share with the world. And that's just been such a freeing and liberating experience for me. That's awesome. Um, so full disclosure, I was doing a little uh, poking around today when I was uh, developing mm-hmm. kind of how I wanted to frame this interview what we wanted to talk about and i checked out uh your website livingembrace.ca uh checked out your instagram account and i came across your story about doing the ctv toronto interview and how when uh i the impression was it was when i reached out you were a little hesitant to do it and uh you pushed through it anyway i'm just i'm just curious to know what your thought process was through that whole thing and you said you kind of experienced some anxiety going through that yeah for sure so yeah it's actually funny I got your email one evening and I was with my family and my boyfriend we were just having a night in at my house and I looked at the email and my immediate reaction was fear because like I said I've never done anything like this before and uh, because of my anxiety fear just comes up a lot when big opportunities come my way and I'm getting better at dealing with that fear and kind of just listening to it and working through it so that it doesn't hold me back. So receiving your email was actually a big learning lesson for me and how to work through that fear because I found that once I got your email about the offer, I read it, I kind of sat with it for a bit. I kept it to myself because I was even too afraid to say it out loud. And and I just kind of thought about it for like 10 minutes, which isn't is a very short amount of time for me anyways, usually for big opportunities like that. The me from a few years ago would have sat on that for days because I would just be too afraid to make a decision. And so this time it only took me 10 minutes and I just knew that I'd be crazy to pass up this offer. And um, yeah, I shared it with my family and everyone that was around me at that moment and their encouragement and support kind of also pushed me forward to do it. But it was just a really interesting moment for me to recognize, I guess, how far I've come with with dealing with my fear and learning how to work through it and get to the other side of it. Um, So, yeah, like I said, it was just a really interesting moment for me. It's amazing that you came to that decision in just a matter of minutes, though. Like I often Mm -hmm. um, I anxiety is not my you know biggest trouble, but uh, I often, when things come up that I've been planning or, or it's just, I, I find a way to, to, uh, weasel out of a lot of things on the first try I find. And then I circle mm-hmm. back later and be like, yeah, we should probably do this and I shouldn't have bailed on it in the first place. So, you know, good on you for like making that affirmative decision in 10 minutes that like, I'm going <laughs> to do this because, uh, I probably would have found a way to bail. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the story on CTV Toronto was about CMHA's program Bounce Back and your experience going through it. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and you know how you heard about it and how it helped you? Yeah, so 
I've lived with anxiety and depression my whole life, but it was only a few years ago when I finally started to understand it and I was able to put a name to it because most of my life I was struggling and I didn't even know that what I was going through was anxiety, particularly social anxiety and periods of depression. And that sense of uncertainty and disconnection from myself just made everything so much worse. And then, um, so it was my final year of university when I started to learn more about mental health. And as a result, I began to understand my mental health better. Um, but when I graduated, even though I had a better understanding of my mental health, I went through the most difficult period of my life. Uh, that first year and a half after I graduated, uh, my anxiety was at an all-time high. My depression was at an all-time low. I felt very disconnected from myself and just unsure of my place in this world and my purpose in life. And it, it was just a very painful time. Uh, I, I think it was mainly because of the pressures new graduates face coming out of school. You know, you're expected to utilize your, your, your new degree that's in your back pocket and get a full-time job and start living a stable life and earning a full-time income and all that stuff. And some part of that just didn't sit right with me. And even though I was searching for jobs, I just wasn't finding anything that appealed to me. And then the shame and the guilt would set in because I would think that I was being too picky or too afraid to even try to apply. And I just vividly remember scrolling and scrolling job search sites for hours on end and beating myself up for not finding anything that appealed to me. And so a lot of my anxiety and depression was situational around that time based on the external factors in my life. Um, and so near the end of that year and a half, I just had this big realization that my whole life I had been living not for myself. I had always been searching for outside validation and I wasn't listening to my inner voice. Um, I was always doing things that I thought I should be doing. You know, all through school, I was a successful student. I um, got good grades, followed the rules and did everything I could do to succeed in the education system. And when I lost that guidance and that sense of direction and purpose, and when I graduated, I really lost myself and realized that I hadn't taken the time to really decide what I actually wanted from my life. And so that kind of led me to the crisis of that year and a half of just not knowing who I was and really struggling. Um, but yeah, near the end of that year and a half, I had this realization and then I decided I needed to take some time for myself to just live my life have some experiences and decide what I actually wanted to do with my life. And I did a bunch of things during that time to uh, enhance my personal growth and self-development. And um, near the end of 2018, I decided I needed to reach out and get help for my mental health. So I went to my family doctor and she referred me to Bounce Back because a lot of her patients had achieved success with it. And so I started the program in January 2019, and I finished it in May 2019. And the I just gained so many coping skills and coping methods and a deeper sense of self-awareness in that program. And the five months I spent in Bounce Back really was the starting point for everything that has happened since then. It's had such a big impact on my personal and professional life. And I'm just so grateful that um, I went through it and that now I get to share my story about it and promote it so that other people can utilize it because I really believe it's such an accessible and helpful starting point for anyone who wants to take better care of their mental health and deepen their self-awareness and just learn how to care for themselves because that's not really something that we're taught in school ever. And that's something we have to learn on our own. So resources like Bounce Back are a great thing to utilize if you're struggling or if you just want to know how to take better care of yourself. Something that really struck me there was when you kind of realized that you were looking for outside validation and, and you didn't look inward. And uh, I noticed from the CTV story that you're 24 and mm -hmm. uh, I'm almost 33 and it took me 
almost this long to uh, kind of come to that same conclusion. So good on you for doing it a little younger and kind of getting where you need to be hopefully sooner. Uh, I'm curious to know, you talked about finally deciding you needed to get some help for your mental health after trying to, uh, you know, live your life, experience things, that sort of thing. What was the, what was kind of that final straw or the catalyst that made you finally realize I needed to get some help? So for me, I, I kind of put off getting help for a long time just because of how afraid I was. And also I think because I hadn't done my own inner work with my mental health, um, it was really hard for me to verbalize how I was feeling and put words to my emotions. And um, so I, I waited for a long time. But looking back, I'm glad that I did it that way, in a sense, because for me personally, if I try to receive help when I'm not ready, sometimes that's a detriment to me. And it almost makes me feel worse because, one, I'm not yet able to fully verbalize what I'm struggling with. And two, uh, my mind is just very impressionable. And if I'm in a fragile state, I take in what people put on to me really easily, like, you know, advice and opinions and their own idea of what I should do to help myself. So I'm kind of glad that I did it, did my own work first and then decided to get help. I think the moment I decided that I was ready was I took a solo trip to Banff, Alberta in um, October 2018. And I was there for a week by myself. It was my first time traveling alone. And solo travel had been something I wanted to do when I graduated from school. But my anxiety just got in the way of me doing it for a long time because I have social anxiety and I'm an introvert. So doing anything on my own in public especially has always been hard for me. And so the idea of navigating a new place and you know, taking a plane somewhere I've never been before just really scared me for a long time. So, but the idea just kept coming back to me. So I knew I needed to do it. And I'm so glad I did because I experienced more personal growth in that one week than I had in months. And I just had a lot of space and time to myself to listen to my thoughts and feel my emotions and tend to the parts of myself I had neglected for so long. And so when I came back from that trip, I just knew I was ready to open up and receive the help that was available to me. Um, and like I said, I'm glad I did it that way because I now see the value in waiting until you're ready. You know, when you're struggling, everyone's like, you should get help. You should re reach out and open up and talk to your doctor. And all those things are so important. But if someone is sensitive in the same way that I am, maybe doing some work on your own first is more helpful. It was for me. I mean, everyone's different. So the way I did it won't be uh, helpful for everyone. But looking back now, I'm glad I did it that way because uh, I just feel like it made my healing journey more effective. I'm interested in the concept of the solo travel. I uh, mm. First of all, I, I kind of identify with what you're talking about there with uh, – I do have some social anxiety and I, I am a bit of an introvert too. So uh, I'm curious about your experience uh, solo traveling. What did, like, what was, what made you think that was a good idea? What did you experience when you were out in Banff? Like, what did you actually do while you were there on your own? So because I'm an introvert, I've just always needed alone time. I've always loved doing things on my own, but I, Growing up, I always had a fear of um, like being out in public and doing things by myself because that's not really the norm. I mean, it's you, you're more likely to see people in a restaurant with people and not someone at a restaurant by themselves. So experiencing new things on my own and kind of tapping into that part of my independence was something that I just honestly never thought I'd be able to do because I relied on other people so heavily. Um, but because solo travel was an idea that kept coming back to me, I just knew I needed to do it. And, um, when I was in Banff, I did a lot of things that expanded my comfort zone. Like I, I went to restaurants and sat by myself and asked for a table for one. I even went to a bar by myself and sat at a bar, uh, uh one day. And, um, 
I did, I walked nature trails and I went up to the top of a mountain and did that nature trail. I just explored and I was near big bodies of water and I was near the mountains and it was just a very refreshing place to be. And I'm glad I picked Banff as my first solo travel destination because it's a very tourist friendly place. Um, it's really easy to navigate. And navigation was a big concern for me because I am directionally challenged. I can't, mm -hmm. I don't do well with directions, but I was able to do it. And I was able to do a lot of things on that trip that I just never thought I would have been able to. And like I said before, just having all that alone time was so refreshing for me. And I was doing things on my terms and kind of breaking free of that should mentality. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And instead listening to what I wanted to do. And I'm just so thankful for the experience I had on that trip because I really think that trip was the catalyst for all the personal growth I experienced after that. You First of all, you really sold me on that concept and actually going to Banff. That sounds really nice. <laughs> um, so I want to get inside your head a little bit. So you, you, you're you on that trip and you come home. Like, What was, what was the mindset to think, I okay, I need to take that step? And then how did you – what were the steps you took to – to get to you to bounce back. So yeah, I came back from that trip with just a deeper sense of clarity about what I struggled with and why I wanted to get help. Um, because I had a deeper understanding of my anxiety and my depression. And so yeah, in December 2018, I went to my family doctor to talk about options for therapy or to just get her opinion on what steps I should take next. And yeah, like I said, she um, recommended me to bounce back. And so I started that program in January. And I just love how um, bounce back is structured as a program. I like how it's very self driven. And as the participant, I felt like I had a lot of control. And that was important to me because my anxiety kind of goes haywire when I feel like I don't have control. And um, that's something I'm still learning how to work through right now, actually. But um, I liked how self-driven the program was. And Bounce Back just really remedied a lot of the concerns I had about seeking therapy. Because one thing that really held me back from therapy was the cost. Um, I was a new graduate. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So uh, cost was a big concern. And Bounce Back helped that concern with the fact that they're funded by the Canadian Mental Health Association. And so all you need is your referral from your doctor and you're good to go. And then another thing that held me back from therapy was the time commitment. And bounce back is great for that too, because um, you have the coaching calls with your bounce back coach um, once or twice a month. That's what I did. And for the majority of the time, it's just you and these workbooks and you're working through um, whatever areas you're struggling with. And then the calls are really to check in and talk about any setbacks or progress you made and reflect on what you learned in the workbooks. And I just, I'm a very independent worker. I like um, working on things on my own. So this program really played to my strengths while also allowing me to reflect on my weaknesses. Um, and like I said, I just gained a lot of coping methods and strategies that I still use today and that really helped push me forward in my personal and professional life. And um, uh, during that time when I was in the program, I was really in the beginning stages of creating my blog, A Living Embrace. I, I launched my website in March of that year. And so everything I learned in Bounce Back really propelled me forward in that goal and gave me the the confidence to go after that and not let my fears or self-doubt hold me back because starting a blog had been on my mind. But again, my anxiety held me back. I didn't think I'd be able to do it because first of all, I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not a computer person. So I didn't even think I could build my own website. And second, even though I've loved writing my whole life, I felt very uncomfortable with the idea of putting my writing out there in such a public way. And I just had all this self-doubt about if people would actually read it or if my words mattered or all those limiting beliefs. But 
you know, coming into 2019, I finally felt like I had something of value to say. And I knew what I wanted to write about and the message I wanted to put out there because I had done a lot of inner work in the months leading up to that. And that inner work led me to create a deeper um, sense of success in my outer work. And I really believe now that when you tend to your inner world, everything will start to fall into place and make a little bit more sense in your outer world. Yeah, I like that. You're making a lot of good points here that I'm, I really appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. One thing before we uh, move on, I, I, I want to clarify, uh, you had mentioned it's uh, funded by the Canadian Mental Health Association. I will hear about it if I don't say that it's actually funded by the provincial government and managed. Oh, by sorry about that. No, it's okay. Uh, that's I just wanted to clarify that because I, okay. I know I know that'll be an issue for some. Uh, the I, I'm curious to know a couple more things about bounce back. One, like if you were to name like what what kind of uh, what was the number one thing that you liked about it? I guess like was there one thing that stood out as that's the best part of this experience? I think it was how self-driven it was and how much, um, I guess, leeway and flexibility there was in the timeline of everything. And, um, you know, my coach was really uh, respectful of the fact if I couldn't make a call one week, that was okay. And um, I also just liked having the time on my own with the workbooks for the majority of the month and to just you know, read through them and learn from them and start to realize how I could use these methods in my real life because that was something I struggled with at the beginning was just how to use these strategies um, while I was, you know, in the depths of my anxiety because when you're in that mindset, at least for me, it's hard to know how to help yourself out of it and to remember all those strategies that I learned in the workbooks. And I talked about that with my coach and she said that, you know, she reminded me that it's all a practice. It won't come to you the first time you do it. And if you do, you just have to build up that self-awareness and know and also experiment with different coping methods. I mean, some of the things in the workbooks didn't work for me and that was okay. I just tried a different method. And I just liked, like I said, how self-driven it was and how much um, control I had in the timing of everything and how seamlessly it fit into my life. I mean, it didn't take away too much of my time and it felt really, it, it just fit into my life really nicely. You're just kind of on your terms. Yeah, definitely on my terms for sure. Uh, did did you learn anything about yourself through that process? I learned so much about myself. Um, yeah, I've, I really think self-awareness is the first step to dealing with anything that you're struggling with. And I gained that self-awareness in bounce back. And through that self-awareness, I then learned um, how to figure out what ways to help myself and what ways felt the most authentic to me. Because like I said, some methods didn't work. They didn't resonate with me. So I tried a different method and maybe that one worked, maybe it didn't. But through that experimenting and trying different things, I eventually realized what worked for me, what felt most authentic to me, because we're all on our own mental health journey and we can take in all the advice and the coping methods and strategies that we that's out there. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you, no matter what anyone else thinks. And the process of figuring that out can be a long one. It can be a difficult one as well. But once you get there, and you arm yourself with those tools that work for you. I mean, the possibilities are are endless. And that's not to say that I'm cured. I mean, I don't think you really cure yourself of these things. Mental health, um, I think, is a lifelong journey. And uh, it's it's just I think it's just about knowing how to cope and knowing how to help yourself in a way that's authentic to you. Had you ever tried any other form of? Uh help or support like uh, therapy or anything like that before bounce back no bounce back was my first uh step in receiving help okay mm-hmm. uh i want to move on to your your blog living embrace and livingembrace.ca is the site where you can find that uh what can, what is living embrace and how did it start 
So yeah, Living Embrace is a self-development and mindset blog. And right now I have over 50 blog posts on there all about mental health, personal growth, and wellness. And through my blog, I just really want to help people tend to their inner world. Because like I said, tending to your inner world really has a huge impact on everything you experience in your outer world. And um, I really wanted to do this because of all the inner work I had done on myself in the months before that. And since I launched my blog in March, I mean, so much has happened. I've experienced even more of my own personal growth. I've learned so much and I've connected with so many amazing people. And I'm still very much deep in the learning right now and also trying to expand my reach and connect with more people. But I'm just so glad I decided to start this platform and share my writing in this way. Um, because I just really believe in, in this work and I really want to help those who are struggling and who want to know how to um, tend to their inner world in similar ways that I did. Because when you do that, the possibilities in every other aspect of your life are endless. And like I said, so much has happened since I launched my blog. I've been granted some exciting opportunities and I've been making meaningful relationships and also working on myself all along the way and continuing to do my own inner work. And when I look back on everything that has happened since I launched Living Embrace, I realized that each step was always leading me to the next and everything was connected and I was always where I was meant to be. And um, a few months after I launched my blog, I discovered my current passion, which has completely changed my life, which is um, life coaching. I uh, enrolled in an online blogging course and part of the course, uh, we were all uh, paired up with accountability partners. So another student in the course who uh, we could help support each other and just help each other in our blogging journeys. And um, the woman I was paired up with was a life coach. She's a certified law of attraction coach. And she was the first person who really exposed me to the career of coaching. And I'm just so grateful for her and for the relationship we've created because that was the most valuable thing I got out of that course. And looking back now, I almost didn't take that course. And um, if I didn't, I don't think I would even know what life coaching is. I wouldn't be fueled with the passion that I am fueled by now. And it's, it's just really interesting to look back and see how everything was connected and every step led to the next. Uh, you had mentioned uh, the person you're paired up with is, uh, is, is works on law of attraction. Can you, I've seen that float around a little bit. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, so I'm not, I don't know too much about it, but I think the law of attraction is just about um, putting out the right energy so that you receive what you're seeking and kind of you manifest the goals you want to achieve. Um, and it's all about your mindset and just the way you approach life and opening yourself up to possibilities. Um, but uh like I said, I'm not an expert, so I could be completely wrong, but that's how I uh, look at law of attraction, just putting out the right energy and being open to what you receive back in your life. Yeah, that's my understanding of it as well. I just asked mm -hmm. because um, I, I've gotten really into meditation in the new year and I'm meditating pretty well every day and I'm mm -hmm. looking for guided meditations on YouTube and a lot of law of attraction manifests your desires and that sort of thing that's coming up a lot so i was just wondering if you had a little more insight on that I, and uh that's cool that's uh it's uh, just something that i've uh i've been in, interested in recently um yeah where was i going with that uh i wanted to ask you about uh you you had mentioned doing uh working on yourself uh every day and what are, what, are, what what do you mean by that what, what are some of the things that you're trying to do to to stay grounded and, and kind of improve yourself so for me, that just looks like really listening to my thoughts and feeling my emotions and not um, suppressing or ignoring them because I spent a lot of my life kind of running away from my thoughts and emotions because, you know, when difficult emotions come up, our, my immediate reaction was to ignore it or suppress it and just like uh, pretend it's not there. 
and that doesn't help anything. That really just made me feel worse. Um, so I've gotten a lot better at giving myself the space and time to really notice the thoughts that are coming up and allow myself to feel my emotions because when we, when I do that, it's, I get through those moments more effectively and even a little quicker than I used to. And I also learn a lot more about myself in those moments. And, um, some, I guess, actionable things that I do are journaling. I love journaling, uh, just writing out my thoughts and emotions. Um, also, uh, reflecting on things that happen in my life. I like using my journal as kind of a memory keeper and um, really just prioritizing myself and prioritizing my self-care and doing things that light me up and also honoring my energy. That's been a big thing for me lately is knowing how to honor my energy and rest when I need to. Um, don't take on too much and also surround myself with people that fill me up and don't drain me. Um, because for me, my mental health issues make life feel draining sometimes. And it makes me feel heavy and tired and exhausted. And being in that energy state is not my ideal place. I don't think it's anyone's ideal place. Um, so I really learned what lifts me up and what energizes me and how I can bring more of that into my life. And, you know, doing self-care, not on the surface level, take a bubble bath kind of way, but really prioritizing what I need in that moment. And sometimes that is a bubble bath, but sometimes it's taking a walk by myself or reading a book or just stepping away from my phone for a few hours. It's really, I think self-care is listening to your mind, body, and soul and giving yourself what you need in that moment. And I've just really been focusing on that lately. And that's done wonders for my mental health and my overall quality of life. That is absolutely outstanding advice. Uh, mm -hmm. I And it, again, it resonates with me because I, I just recently made a few changes in my life. Um, well, for one thing, it, it probably sounds weird, but I work for CMHA Ontario, but I actually moved back to Nova Scotia a few months ago. So I'm based mm. in Nova Scotia now. Uh, that was number one, to get back closer to family. But uh, the changes I've made in the new year have made a profound difference. Um, so I have... I went to see somebody to get some insight on what, you know, things, habits. I want to form positive habits, and it's a lot mm -hmm. similar to the, some of the things that you were talking about there. So, uh, the, That's the awesome. Habit, yeah, the habits that I've developed are uh, I'm meditating every day. I, I also bought a sauna, and I meditate in the sauna. Ooh, because, nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I go all in for sure. Um, nice. Meditate in the sauna. I read. I journal two things that I didn't really do a lot of before. And, uh, and regular exercise. And, uh, that's just made in, in three, four weeks has had such a profound effect already. And, uh, mm -hmm. it, it makes all the difference to actually take the time for yourself for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, totally agree. <laughs> uh, I'm also interested in different types of community as a communications person. I'm interested in all, all different types of, uh, content and why, why people, take approaches that they do uh, for example I wanted this to tell my story and help share other stories and uh, you know give people like you a platform through my podcast so that's that's the avenue I wanted to go uh, I'm curious to know why uh, Living Embrace uh, is a blog and why you wanted to go that route so uh, like I mentioned before writing has always been a big part of my life I actually studied writing in school I went to the University of Toronto and I studied um, English and professional writing. And so growing up, I always wanted to be a writer. And in university, I, the career path I thought I wanted was to be an editor or to work in publishing. And I actually got the opportunity to self-publish my own book during my final year of university, which was a crazy experience in itself. Um, I wrote the book. I went through the editing process. I went through the design process and the publishing process. And it was incredible to see the final product and hold my book in my hands and be able to sell it to people and have other people read it. And um, it, I, I honestly still can't believe I did it. I 
sometimes mm-hmm. forget that I did that just because it feels like so far away because I've done so much different growth since then. But, you know, that's still a big accomplishment in my life and a real testament to my passion for writing. Um, and But I feel like writing for me was sort of a problematic relationship at some points. Um, I felt like a lot of my life I was writing in formats or in ways that I thought I should be because you know when when I would say I wanted to be a writer everyone's like oh well, you should write a novel or you should like write fiction and all this stuff and I, I did try my hand at that and I enjoyed it for a little bit but that kind of lost its appeal after a little while. It also sounds like it kind of goes back to that idea that you're just trying to please others that's what they're telling yeah. you. Yeah yeah exactly I was just doing what other people thought I should be doing and when I was in university, a lot of the writing courses I took were about um, writing um, creative nonfiction, so real life stories. And I really enjoyed that for a long time. But even some parts of that just didn't sit well with me and it didn't feel personal enough. And so I just knew that I needed to try my hand at my own way of sharing my story, my own form of writing. And for me, I really found that through blogging. Um, I Through my blog posts, I'm able to, one, share my story, but also, to include some advice for other people and some uh, actionable steps they can take away from it. And just, I don't know, it just feels more aligned with how I want to be using my writing and sharing my words. Um, it's, it feels much better than trying to fit myself into the box of what everyone thinks a writer should be. Um, I also had a lot of people thinking that I should go into journalism, which honestly never appealed to me. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's a process of figuring out what you actually want and kind of turning down the noise of what everyone else thinks you should do um, based on who they think you are. And I'm really leaning into that lately, just, listening to my inner voice and doing what feels right for me. And that's been paying off in some pretty impactful ways. And it just feels so liberating to live on my terms and do the things that light me up, even if some people don't agree with it. And I know a lot of people don't really understand what I'm doing um, with my blog and with coaching and everything, because it is very non-traditional and uh, I don't have that many people in my life who really get it or have taken a similar path but I think that's where the beauty is in in online relationships I've connected with so many people online who are like-minded and who are also bloggers or also coaches and I've just been able to create such meaningful relationships with people online people I've never met in person but I feel a soul connection to I actually um have my own life coach that I've been working with and I met her on Instagram and now we're like best friends and we've never met in person and she's a great coach for me and she's taught me a lot about myself and how I can start my own coaching business and just it's um one of the coolest things of starting this blog was just the relationships I was able to make because um as an introvert with social anxiety making connections with people has always been such a struggle for me I never really felt um connected with people that was just really hard for me I mean I have a few close friends and I'm close with my family and I have a boyfriend and all that but really making genuine connections has been hard because of my social anxiety and being an introvert and so finding this avenue to make connections and I guess a non-traditional way has just been really cool thank you for sharing that and if it's any consolation and maybe this maybe it's a theme I, I tend to notice in people that consider themselves introverts that you don't come off that way. You 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 either present really well or you're hiding it really well or both. <laughs> so you know you 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 come off very um, you know confident. Maybe that's a change. Maybe that's a change for you from from where you were before. But uh, you know it's noticeable. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been a change. A really recent change, actually, since I've kind of just dip my toe into the public speaking realm and I because public speaking to me I it never really came easily as I was growing up but I think that was because everyone looked at me and told me 
you're shy, you're quiet, you don't talk a lot. And I, I really internalized all that stuff as a kid. And it messed me up for a long time, to be honest, because not, not only did I internalize it, I internalized it to the point where I started to believe it. And so I stayed stuck in that mindset of, I am always going to be shy and quiet and the girl who just blends into the background and no one really notices. And so I stayed stuck in that for most of my life. And it's only been in the past few months, really, that I'm realizing that I actually enjoy speaking and I enjoy speaking about certain topics. And I, this is a great avenue for me to use as part of my purpose in this life. And I'm really, I think it's just because I'm talking about things that really matter to me and I'm sharing my truth and I'm being open and honest and I'm not, you know, hiding away from these parts of myself anymore. And I'm not giving into the stories people put onto me and the limiting beliefs I've held for so long. That's, that's amazing. It's going to be a really nice feeling too, just to kind of be liberated like that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, on your blog, I was wondering uh, where the name came from. So yeah, the name, uh, Living Embrace. Uh, embrace became a really important word for me um, as I was going through the beginning stages of all my self-development um, because that word, it just holds a lot of power to it, I think, embrace. it. And the way I look at it is embrace means to accept everything that happens to you in life, whether it's good, whether it's bad, just be in a state of openness and acceptance and not in a way that holds you back from growth, but that opens you up to an authentic sense of growth and to a deeper understanding of life and to who you are as a person. And I don't know, that word just means a lot to me. And when I was trying to come up with names for my blog, it took me a really long time, but I knew I wanted embrace in the title and living just came to me because when I was going through all this self-development and working on myself, I really was embodying the word embrace. I was in a state of openness and acceptance and embracing whatever life gave me in those moments. And that's where the title came from. And, um, it, those, those words mean a lot to me. Embrace still means a lot to me. It's kind of, a, I guess, a mantra that I just keep in my mind to just embrace. It's a very comforting word to me, and it just brings me a lot of inner peace. I think for me in the last uh, few weeks, uh, I guess in the new year, has been to live with intention. Like I was mm. doing a lot of just kind of floating and with no real purpose, direction, uh, you know, what I want to do with my life uh, on a grand scale. And I just, I'm trying to live each day with a lot more intention. And I'm I'm hearing a lot of that from you. A lot of the same things I've been reading about and trying to practice. You're, you're talking a lot about just, uh, you know, kind of lead with meaning and intention. Yeah, for sure. I think intention is so important. I've been really leaning into intention myself over the past few months because, you know, when you get in, you get stuck in the flow of life and you're just kind of going about things on autopilot and not really paying attention to what is happening around you and your actions and behaviors and bringing intention back into daily life just yeah like you said brings you more fulfillment and meaning and purpose into your days and um i think intention is really everything i've really uh been getting into intention setting lately not goal setting but intention setting because I just feel like there's so much more. Um, I mean, I love goal setting, but I think there's a different uh, sense of power in intention setting and it goes to a deeper part of you and really helps you realize how you want to live your life. I also really like how you put that you, you want to do things that light you up. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to do a better job of do not doing things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Just focus on you know, what's going to fulfill me, what I'm going to enjoy, just things like just stop doing things I don't want to do. So that's been a, it's been a process as well. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what can people find on your blog? What do you blog about? 
So all my blog posts are about uh, mental health, personal growth, and wellness. So I talk about all things under those categories, um, anxiety and depression. I also write about uh, mindfulness and self-care and uh, goal setting, intention setting, just things that can add another level to your life. And I also offer some free resources that are available for download on my website. I've created these resources as actionable tools that people can use. So on my website, I have a, a self-love journal, which leads um, uh, the users through journaling prompts and reflection questions and uh, affirmations to help them cultivate a deeper sense of self-love. And I also have a goal-setting workbook and a self-care routine planner and a mental health log. And I just love these resources because it's it's different than just sitting and reading one of my blog posts. I mean, my blog posts, I think, are helpful. I hope they're helpful for people. But when you download one of these resources, you're really able to make it your own in a way and um, reflect on uh, certain parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't have before. Um, and it's just a really actionable way to put these put these methods into action. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm really happy with those resources and uh, I've heard some good feedback about them. So those are available for free on my website. And, um, yeah, like I said, I have over 50 blog posts on there all about uh, different aspects of mental health, personal growth and wellness. That's great. And uh, mm -hmm. something we haven't talked a lot about is uh, you working on becoming a certified life coach. I'm curious to know mm -hmm. what goes into that and what made you want to do that. So, yeah, I just actually recently started my uh, life coaching certification program. It started in mid-January, and by uh, mid-June of this year, I will be a certified life coach. And it's, um, it's a program that's offered by Rhodes Wellness College in Vancouver, but I'm doing the online version because I live in um, Ontario. Um, and so far, I'm really loving it. It's... Uh, really awakening parts of myself that I didn't even know needed to be woken up. Um, it's, it's a different type of learning. It's very experiential. That's what they call it at the school. It's experiential learning. It's very hands-on and the learning is really in the doing and the practicing, not so much in reading a textbook kind of thing. Um, and since it's online, it's uh, a live classroom. So there's 12 of, 12 of us in the class and a teacher and, we can all see each other and hear each other and we can even break off into smaller groups. It's a really cool um, technology they use, but uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot so far and we're going to get into practice coaching soon and kind of trying to utilize some of the tools we've learned. And um, like I said, I found out about life coaching through my uh, blogging course partner. Um, and since I met her, I just started to learn more and more about coaching and um the type of career that it is and the impact you can have as a coach and also the life you can create for yourself as a coach. And just as I learned more and more about it, I came to this realization that this is what I've always been meant to do. And I didn't even know it until now. Um, life coaching just checks all the boxes of how I want to make money, how I want to make an impact and how I want to live my life. Um, because I knew that I wasn't, I'm just not built for a nine to five office job that just never appealed to me. Um, I've always wanted the flexibility and freedom and uh, just also working for myself um, and being able to work from anywhere. And you can do that as a coach. Uh, really, all you need is your laptop and a Wi-Fi connection and you're good to go. And I think that's just incredible. Um, uh, and because, you know, travel is something I still want to do. And just having the freedom to also focus on other parts of my life, because I truly believe that there is more to life than work, even if you're really passionate about what you do. Um, there's just so many other things, other aspects of life, you know, family, friends, experiences, travel, and, and focusing on yourself as well. So I just really think life coaching will allow me to live out my passion while also tending to the other parts of my life. And it's just been so 
it's, I can't really put words to um, my feelings about life coaching and how passionate I am about it. I've never been this passionate about anything. And discovering life coaching has really awakened my sense of self-confidence and self-belief. Um, I know that it's going to be a journey getting to, you know, start my own business and getting clients and all that stuff. But I'm ready for that. And the me from a few years ago would have let my anxiety get in the way. And I would have probably abandoned this goal of mine because I would be too scared and too anxious of the unknown. But since I've done all this work on myself and I continue to do it, I, I'm ready to dive into the unknown. I'm embracing all the learning I'm taking in. And I know that the journey might be difficult getting to the, the point that I want to get to, but I'm open to whatever happens. And also just trying to approach it with a clear mindset and just, yeah, embrace whatever happens. The feelings you have towards the stuff, the thought you've put into it and the experiences that have kind of gotten you to where you are, it's really inspiring to hear some of the things you're saying. And I, I appreciate you uh, sharing all of this. Uh, before we wrap up I, on, on your uh, life coaching stuff, do you, do you think that you'll have a, a specialization or, or a certain type of, uh, of client you'll be looking for? Yeah, for sure. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And I know this might change as I actually start coaching people. But uh, right now, based on my own experience and the areas that I want to help people in, um, through my coaching, I really want to help people enhance their sense of self so that they can live with more meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. Because I think life without some combination of those three things is pretty bleak. And um, I was living that way for a long time when I was stuck in my anxiety and depression. My days lacked meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. And that was because I hadn't tended to my sense of self. I hadn't paid attention to who I am as a person and what I want out of life. I really denied and neglected a lot of many parts of myself. And, and if I can help someone on their journey towards a deeper sense of self and help them realize that when they do that, they can then live with more meaning, fulfillment and purpose. That would just, uh, I, there's no words. I, I would really love to help people do that because I did it for myself and I'm still doing it. It's a process. Of course, it's, I think it's a lifelong thing, but I've come a long way and I really want to help people in their journey with that. That's amazing. And just the way that you talk about it, the passion you have for it and uh, just where you've come from having experienced depression and anxiety and bringing yourself out of that, uh, I think is really going to, you'll be able to leverage that in helping a lot of people, I think. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. I mean, I've done a lot of reflecting on my story as I've been sharing it more often now. And I'm really realizing that it's a story of turning my pain into purpose and figuring out what that means for me. And now that I've done that, I, like I said, I just really want to help people do the same. That's awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. Shaylin, before we wrap up, was there anything else that uh, you wanted to talk about that we haven't yet? Um, I guess I just want to say that if anyone listening to this is struggling right now, I can't say that I understand exactly what you're going through. I would never say that because um, all of our mental health journeys are unique to us. And I'm not in your mind. I'm not in your heart. But I've been through similar struggles. I, I, I may not be in your shoes, but I've walked a similar path. And I know how hard difficult it can be. Um, and I just want you to know that you are so capable of getting through this. You're stronger than you think you are. And just do whatever works for you to help yourself feel better. And, and that might take some experimenting and trying different things, but you'll get there eventually. And there, it's a cliche, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and when you step into that light, it's just, it's, there's no words to describe how that feels um, to walk through such a difficult time and reach a sense of clarity and a, deeper sense of understanding at the end of it. 
I I can't get over the uh, the inspiration uh, that that you're talking about. It's it's I I've loved every minute of this conversation. Um, I, I'm glad that Andrew uh, passed you along. I'm glad I was able to connect you with that CTB Toronto opportunity, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that you took the time to speak with me here and now. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've loved I've loved this conversation. So thank you so much. I'm so glad we connected. So if you've made it this far, you would agree that uh, Shaylin is eloquent and made for a really good conversation. Uh, another podcast in the bag. If you want to check out Shaylin, go to our website, livingembrace.ca. You'll find out uh, more about her there and how you can get in touch with her. And as for me, I don't have a website because I just don't want one. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at J-D-I-C-K-I-E, or you can look me up on Facebook Messenger. Uh, just my real name. It's in the listing on the podcast. Look it up. Justin Dickey. There you go. You don't have to look it up. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. And let's make this thing grow together. I am just talking nonsense today. That's it for me. I'm out of here. New podcast soon. I don't know when. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.